hey, dude, I just got back from running a marathon. Really? Did you, like, win or anything? No, I lost. Um, I'm not good at running, actually. Oh, well, you're not good at writing a theme song either. So can you, like, actually write something? You don't. You didn't like the last one I wrote? I mean, it sufficed, but it's oh, a little... Oh, come on, dude. I just got back from running a marathon. I, I don't feel like writing hey, listen, a theme song. I get it. I get it. I get it. But All right. write a theme song. All right, fine. That sounds oddly similar to the last one. Yeah, sorry. So anyway, welcome to the second edition of the Pedal Aggression Podcast. This is episode number two, because uh, two is better than one. And uh, of course, it's your host here, Anthony Messina, the drummer of Pedal Aggression. And I'm joined by our guest and good friend, Andy Wilson. Andy, good job, Wilson. And the old man that's still in the corner over there. Don't know what's up with him. Are you even going to pay rent? I think we should kick him out. I think we did last time, but he came back in. I don't know. He never moves. But anyway. Anywho, uh, of course, this is the Pedal Aggression Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com slash pedal aggression. You can go to uh, Bandcamp, pedalaggression1.bandcamp.com, and you can find the podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes now. Yes. And we've got music. And we have business cards. Business cards. We can't see them, but we've got business cards. So this episode, we're going to be going ahead and uh, keep moving forward with the theme of forming a band and how you do the local band thing. This episode, will be going over band practices, one of the most important things, obviously, to having a band be, even having a chance of being successful. Yeah. Um, but we like to start off with a little bit of news, uh, you know, alternative rock and whatnot, uh, new releases and things. And apparently, Papa Roach released a new album. Oh, yeah? If you remember, they had their that hit single. I don't know how the hell they still had a hit, but they had a hit single uh, last year or the year before. They had a hit single from... It was that one... Um, I forget how it goes, but it was it was unbearable. I actually listened to Papa Roach's first album, so you don't have to. And I just want to say, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it's still pretty bad. It's still bad, but I I, I just I I wanted everybody who's listening to know that if you were considering listening to Papa Roach's debut album, um, don't. Because I already listened to it, you don't have to know. Yeah, uh, look at that. look at how terrible that album cover is, though. It looks like they use like the Calibri um, or Calibri, like default Microsoft yeah. <laughs> uh, font, and, and just, it's like it's like an orange question mark. Like it's it's awful. I mean, you think a band that had a massive success would have a little bit of a. Uh, album cover it, budget. What do you think it means? Like the um, the question mark is a different color than um, the question being asked. I is think they symbolic? just did. No, I think they're idiots and didn't even mean to have it be a different color. I think it's. I think it's like um, like 
it's showing that you can't trust the um, the editors of the album. No, clearly not. You can't trust you can't trust their uh, label for letting them release this. Uh, so that's news just around uh, the music scene in general. Um, but we have the main part of the episode coming up here in just a second. Band practices. Band practices. What's up with those? Well, last week we talked about getting a band together, getting your members together, just seeing who gels well, you know, hanging out and just seeing if you work well as a band. If you've got that down, then you start getting together and trying to jam. And that's usually how the earliest practices go. You usually don't have a lot of original songs to practice or learn parts. So you probably find songs to cover just to see how you how well you play together as a band. So once you start getting into wherever you're jamming, wherever you're holding your practices... That's like for when example, we use our storage bin we that we it. talk about yeah. every single time we do a podcast. For whatever reason. Um... Band practices, you need to make sure that they go well. And the reason I say that is because that's pretty much where you start growing as a band. And if you're able to make your band practices fun and if you're able to get a lot done, especially in those early years, those formative years of your band, that's when you stand the highest chance of being successful. Yeah. I, for me, I'm, a, I'm always worried. Of, about us coming off as intimidating to uh, newer band members. Maybe it's because we joke about um, old men being in the corner of the room and being dead. Well, we're just strange like that, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but that's that's a very good point, though, because if you're worrying a lot about how you are getting along with your other bandmates, then there might be other issues underlying all that. If you all don't support the same goal with the band then it's going to be a little bit more difficult. It's going to be very difficult. Um, that's why these two steps, forming your band, getting your bandmates together, and having band practices, they, they are the most critical. Because from there on out, if you can get a solid lineup and if you can get <clears throat> solid practices, and that's when you can start practicing your originals, that's when you can start seeing how well you you. you Talk with one another while you're playing if you can just give each other visual cues to know when either to go into a different part of a song or to end the song. Then you're pretty much golden from there on out. Then you got the hardest stuff out of the way. Yeah. I mean, there was one guy that told me one time, I forget who it was, but he said that a band shouldn't feel like three individual members. A band should feel like one cohesive person playing three instruments. That's and I was very like, true. yeah, that was so true. That's really, really true. You and I, I think, feel that way pretty well. I, I don't feel like it's two disconnected individuals playing. No, no. I feel like when we get together to play music, it just feels like uh, like, like one cool dude playing, playing a sang. 
It really does, though, because we've been at this for so long. In our own case, as Pedal Aggression, we've we've gotten a third member on the base, Chris, and he's phenomenal. Um, but adding in that new member, you know, that changes things, and it's fine. I think obviously it's 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 for the better. Um, but it certainly makes us, you know, it makes us work differently. Yeah. Because it's not just you and I. Um, if you start out as a three piece or a four piece, then you won't have to go through this process of going from a duo to a trio. Yeah. Um, And you know, um, we went to, we played a show a couple weeks ago or like last month called Febfest and we went we saw like 14 bands yeah something and like that. there were a lot of bands there that were really really like unoriginal but at, what I will say about them is that most of them were extremely like cohesive with how they played and I got to give them props for that because it's 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 not an easy thing actually to play like really tight when you don't know how to do it. I mean, let's be honest here. There was a lot of terrible bands there, but a step above that were the bands who were just unoriginal. But no, you're right. I, I remember especially that one band that was from Long Island. I don't remember what the hell they were called. End November. No, no, no! That was the old guys. Oh, oh. Um, um. They, they were this band from. I remember the guy had this really nice, like, red Gibson. Electric. Is that the guy that looked like Haley Joel Osmond? Yes. Okay, that was um, green knuckle material. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think that's what I they were so. called. Yeah. And um, I mean, the music wasn't my thing, but they played very well together. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that you've got to achieve. And that's and you achieve that by having good band practices. Yeah, that's where you learn to work as one cohesive unit. Like I was saying before the show, like you can't have too much practice. Like no one ever is like, oh man, like I'm, I'm too I'm too rehearsed. You don't want to be like too like obsessed with rehearsing because then it becomes you know, boring. Yeah, you, that, that's, that's it's it's all about achieving that balance of having like a weekly practice is a pretty good standard. Yeah, if you practice every single day, then it it just gets really exhausting. You and can boring. do that on your own. I think in 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 the first days when when we were playing when we were like performing, we rehearsed like every single day, and that was kind of necessary because we were just like forming the band. So. Yeah, I think uh, in the first couple, like the first six months is when you should have the most practice, maybe like two, sometimes three times a week, especially if you actually have shows coming up. Yeah. Um, But once you know those songs really well, like we know, like most of the stuff we play is from Phonic Shift and the Psalm Design because it's our first two records. And you and I know those songs left and right, back and front. And all around. Side to side. And side to side. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> anyway. Um, we know those songs really well. But we only got that way from practicing them nonstop. Yeah. 
And so once you get those songs down pat really well, then it's a lot easier. Then you can practice like once or twice a week, if that. Um, and then sometimes you'll even get good enough to where you, we can, like he, yeah, like you and I can just like go to like the Treehouse Cafe or something and play a show and not even have to practice. Oh yeah, those are always great. Those are always fun. Oh, always fun. Because yeah. we always get that one guy who's like staring at us. Like, <laughs> like he was doing? staring me down the he whole was, time. He was, was staring weird. at me. He was like, "What are these guys doing? Are they playing music?" And What's he this? didn't even play. He didn't play. He was, he was just, just sitting there. Was he just there to judge us? I don't know what that. So yeah, we went to the we went to this place <laughs> called the Treehouse Cafe, and there was just this. While we were playing, I was playing the electric guitar. Anthony was playing the bass, and there was just this guy to the right of us, who was just like, he didn't play any music. I think he was just there to judge people, and he was looking at us like we were crazy. Like, what are these guys playing like music? Like, yeah, loser. There was that guy there to the right, but there was also this guy who was like, the stage is here, and he's just way in the back. And I was looking, and he was looking straight at me from like the center of the room. The bigger guy, he was just sitting there menacingly looking at me. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, we were, well, every time we go to this treehouse cafe, we always feel really bad because we don't really fit in. Like, no. and that's, that's, that's sort of how it is with like a lot of places that we go to is like, we, we feel like we don't fit in. You remember that really emo band that was in there and I think they like, oh yeah, they, they were going to play, but they clearly didn't know that the treehouse was like literally just a bunch of retired hippies playing, uh, like Simon and Garfunkel yeah. covers. Yeah. Well, that, that was, was hysterical, and they walked out. I was like, "Oh man, I want to see, I, I, I want to well, see I'm, your MCR covers." <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't know if they played already, or I don't know. I they might have, but I think it, I think it's way funnier to think that they just like they came in expecting it to be like a bunch of like younger people, and then it wasn't, so they just left. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for the second episode of the podcast. I sure hope that you had a wonderful time enjoying our conversations and our informations of course you can find the podcast uh on soundcloud and itunes you can find us on facebook.com search search petal aggression well uh well so that's all that really is um uh going on for today well they're gonna lock us back up now so we're gonna have to go away all right yeah petal aggression signing out That's back when you still had the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the shed that was literally tipping over. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked it down. Yeah, it was literally just like, ah, like tipping over. <laughs> it looked like it was, it was like melting into the ground or something. It probably was. Yeah, I had this, it I had this, definitely was. I had this, uh, shed in my backyard and it was, it was awful and probably had some asbestos in it. So they tore it down. Asbestos of best, be, best, best. Asbestos, uh, best of Chicago, volume one. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago and the city. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs>